I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this episode of Newt's World... My guest today had a legendary career as a college football coach for 40 years before being elected to the U.S. Senate in 2020 to represent the state of Alabama. And he's joining me today to discuss the crisis at the U.S. southern border and the much-discussed border bill that doesn't look like it will pass. Also, one of the issues he's leading in the Senate includes the No Veterans Administration Resources for Illegal Aliens Act, which he introduced along with Congressman Mike Boast. So I'm really pleased to welcome back my guest, Senator Coach Tommy Tuberville. Tommy, thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Thank you, Speaker. Thanks for having me on. Good to see you again. Can you share with our audience, because you've been really looking at this, just how bad the border is? Oh, I tell you. You know, being a football coach for years and not being in politics, Newt, you know, I thought I would kind of ease into this situation. But I tell you, since Joe Biden has taken office, it has been one disaster after another. But the one that probably tops them all is his breaking the law, the laws that we have on the books and the Constitution and allowing for the globalist party. I call them the globalist Democratic Party now just to open up our so-called borders, and it is creating more problems than you can imagine. And most people don't know a lot of the problems, but every day there's more problems that stack up. But it's going to get worse and worse if we don't do something about it. But it's all by design. Everybody says, well, we'll come up with a border bill and it'll help the situation. No matter what we come up with, they're not going by the law. They're going to continue to open the borders and let people in. And it's just devastating to the citizens and the taxpayers of this country are having to pay for this. And it's an enormous bill. Well, and we have something like 10 million people who have crossed the border since Biden was sworn in. I mean, 10 million people entering the U.S. illegally is an enormous number. And that's the ones we know of. If you can come in and get all the free things that we give them, it's one thing. 
But if you're going to go around those border stations to get the free things and be allowed to come in, if you're going to go somewhere else and come across and sneak across, you're not coming across for the right reasons. you got something to hide. And we've had several million of those, maybe even more than that. Uh, they, border Patrol can't count them, but it's been devastating. I've been down there, watched it. Our Border Patrol just overwhelmed. President Biden basically has taken all the duties away from our immigration police, which is called ICE. They have really no authority now. And it is just overwhelming the system, education, our health system. We're already bankrupt, but it's continuing to take money away from people that need it here in our country. It's just devastating. And I just noticed that New York's now offering $53 million in prepaid credit cards to illegal immigrants for food and baby supplies. But you apparently have to promise that you're only going to use the prepaid credit card for food and baby supplies. And apparently, a family of four will get $1,000 a month in a credit card from the city of New York. Now, if you're an American citizen, you're not eligible. But if you're an illegal immigrant, you are. What's the rationale for treating illegal immigrants better than Americans? Well, there's really none. And the scary thing about all this is they have nothing to do. Most of them are not working. Young men on the streets, we saw what they're doing to police, beating people up, robbing people. There's not one positive about this entire situation. And you and I know in our lifetime, we've allowed immigration. We've allowed a million, maybe a million and a half to come here legally, go the right way, earn their way, assimilate with the American people, learn our laws, go by our laws. But that's not what's happening now. It was an experiment, I think, Newt, to watch what happened. And you and I saw in the last 15 years what's happened in Europe. Europe opened their borders. They let all these people come in. They didn't know them. They didn't require them to do anything. Now Europe is lost. I've been almost every country over there. They don't go by their laws. The murder rates are up. They're broke. The resources that they don't have, they're still trying to help these people out. But again, that was only an experiment. We're the big apple. The United States of America is what these globalists want. They want our country. They want our country to be handed over to the globalists, go by their rules, their laws. And I'll tell you, they're doing a pretty dang good job of it. I don't know whether we can stand this for another 10, 11 months, but we're going to have to hold on and hopefully we have a positive election next fall. I didn't realize this until we were getting ready for this interview, but the Biden administration stuck a $2 billion deal with Family Endeavors, Inc., and they provide housing for migrant families and hotels and facilities. $2 billion to pay to put illegal immigrants in hotels. And then we wonder, what does that all mean? Why should we be surprised that people all over the world are saying, gee, you can go to the U.S., you get free health care, you get a credit card, you get put up in a hotel. It strikes me, maybe I'm too old-fashioned, this is kind of madness. Yeah, I knew, and a lot of people don't know this, too, is even before they get here, we give aid to the UN. We give hundreds of millions of dollars of aid to the UN, and they turn around and give debit cards, phones. They give food. They do everything they possibly can before these people even get to the border as they're traveling up from Central America. And it's our money we're giving to the UN, and they're turning around and coming through the back door, even helping them be able to make the trip along with, I guess you can call the cartel, all the way up to our borders. And then when they get to our place, we'd load them up again and fly them all over the country. I've been on planes coming from Eagle Pass, McAllen, Texas, and I've got 
illegal sitting all around me. And I had to go through TSA. I'm a United States senator. They get on there and they've got cash in a manila envelope. They've got a phone. They got debit cards. They got new clothes. I mean, it is absolutely crazy to what we're doing for people that we don't even do for people that are in our country. And we need to be doing that. You know, we have a project called America's New Majority Project where we do a great deal of polling. We found that 74%, three out of every four voters, agree that we ought to have a border security first approach. I mean, they want the border controlled, period. And I looked at the so-called Senate bipartisan bill. It was so far away from what the average American wanted that I frankly couldn't figure out how some friends of mine talked themselves into doing it. That bill really was as bad as everybody has said. The problem with this bill is we've got an ace in the hole here, okay? A lot of the people in even the Republican Party in the Senate, especially the Democrats, they want to continue to fund Ukraine. You know, that's their prerogative. But to do that, you know, we were able to get them to come and say, okay, if you're going to get that, we want something done at the border. Well, unfortunately, what we did in terms of this four-month bill that we came up with, and again, James Lankford, Senator from Oklahoma, worked hard on this, but he wasn't going to get the Democrats to budge. Basically, what they ended up with was a bill that codified all the law-breaking that this administration's done from day one. The laws are already there. This stretches these laws to where, hey, look, now we've got laws that we can go by, 5,000 a day, do everything we possibly can. And even in the Obama administration, they said a thousand a day is a disaster. Well, we averaged, Newt, over the last year, 7,500 a day, average, coming across our borders. It is going to bankrupt us. It's going to run everything that we have built in this country over 248 years. It's going to run it in the ground. We can't operate like this. Even the United States of America, as strong and as healthy as we are, we can't control and be able to handle this and be able to remain the country that you and I had a chance to grow up. What I don't understand is that the so-called border reform bill had billions more to pay to various non-governmental groups to facilitate illegal immigrants. I mean, it's like it had a nice title. It's like having the word Ferrari on the top of a car that was dead and saying, please don't look at the actual car, but isn't that a great title? The Democrats, what they did is they looked at what they needed And basically, they held us hostage, our negotiators, and said, we wanted 500, even less than 1,000 people a day, and then shut the border down. They said, there's no way we'll go under 5,000. We probably should have just shut the negotiation down right then and said, hey, no way. Hit the highway. You're not getting any funding for anything that you want. We're going to shut it all down. But unfortunately, we continued to work with them and come up with some kind of bill. We try to do it the right way, but they're not going to listen. The Democrats could care less about this country or our border or the taxpayers or the citizens or our constitution, our flag, our future. They have an agenda in front of them. And as Obama said years ago, hey, it's time to transition this country into something else. And by golly, that's what they're doing. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. You joined Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas, and you introduced a resolution to declare the surge of migrants at the border an invasion. Explain that. Well, a lot of them say that we have illegals coming over and we have people that are not supposed to be here. And it sounds like you've got a dribbling of people. And we have a big border, but most of the borders in Texas, people don't realize that illegal immigration is up almost 500% at the northern border. It's not just the southern border. And the ones coming in up there are flying in They're being sponsored by certain groups. It's a scary situation, but we wanted people to realize, hey, this is not a normal three years that we've gone through. Over the years, people say, well, the border doesn't bother me and because it doesn't affect me. We're not a border state. We're trying to let everybody know that, hey, everybody's going to be involved in this. And that's the reason we can call it an invasion. That's exactly what it is. An invasion is The border states can't handle it. They got to go somewhere else. So every state in our country is going to be affected by this gross neglect of the laws that are already on the books. Isn't it true that Trump actually, under current law, was able to dramatically reduce illegal immigration? So when Biden talks about he really can't do it, that's because he doesn't want to do it. If he used the authorities that Trump successfully used, you would radically cut down the number of people on the border. Am I missing something? No, you're exactly right. And, you know, I've only been here three years, Newt. The thing that I've noticed is this administration has zero negotiating skills, zero. Now, the vice president is just out of her league. I don't know what she's supposed to be, the borders are. And she attempted to go down there one time in three years. Uh, She should get a lot of blame for this because, as we know, Joe Biden is not mentally able to do all the things that a president should be able to do. And we see him struggling all the time. But the problem that I see, I'm on Armed Services Committee. We need to be negotiating every day, trying to get all these wars worked out. Now, we're working some with Israel and Hamas. I know Tony Blinken's over there. Somebody better get to Ukraine and Russia and work this mess out. Because Ukraine, in the long run, they're losing tens of thousands of people. And they really have nothing to fight with anymore. They've almost lost everybody. But going back to what I started with on this subject. So we don't negotiate hardly anywhere in foreign relations. Somebody, and Trump did this, he 
told the president of Mexico, listen, if you don't help us out, if you don't put military at the border, if you don't keep them in Mexico, you know, stay in Mexico law. And if you don't do that, we're going to shut down the border. Now, that's pretty tough because Mexico could not survive if we shut the border down in terms of trade going back and forth. He did say he's going to put tariffs on, but he also said, I'm going to shut it down. And that president, he jumped up and stood up very quickly and said, we will help. And they were actually a big part of slowing the illegal immigration down in Trump's last couple of years. Trump was very clever as a guy who had spent his whole lifetime negotiating in business. He was very clever at figuring out under what circumstance you would decide you want to help him. And then he would try to set up that circumstance. And he did this over and over again. And you look at Biden, who just this last few days couldn't remember who the president of France was. And you begin to realize maybe the Biden team isn't exactly up to it. Well, and it scares me, Newt, and I know it does you. And of course, they're Democrats and we're Republicans, but we're also Americans and we want our country to survive. What I saw in the last few days of the president trying to not go off a list of reading things, he tried to think of things himself. I felt bad for him, but also felt bad for the people of this country because he is supposed to be keeping everybody in this country safe. And this foreign relation wise, and you've been in it a long time, you saw it. This is probably as dangerous as our country is right now in terms of overseas and foreign relations. And then we turn around and look at the border it's the same thing in our country. We are not protecting the citizens in our country. And this thing could crumble in a very short period of time. Every one of our enemies watches President Biden on television. One of the keys to dealing with dictatorships is a question of who intimidates who. And the thing with Trump was that he generally went around and intimidated, whether it was the North Korean dictator or the Chinese dictator or the Russian dictator. They had a sense that this was a tough guy. I think he even intimidated the Iranians. I can't imagine Biden intimidating, you know, the steward who brings him iced tea at the White House. To me, as a historian, this is probably between our domestic problems and the national security problems. This may be the most dangerous period we've had since Washington crossed the Delaware on Christmas night in 1776. There are just a lot of things that could go wrong in the next eight or nine months that could have horrendous implications. And being on armed services, you know how fragile our lead is and our ability is to do all the different things that we're committed to around the world. And I think it's a huge problem. And the thing people need to understand is we keep hearing his team talk about Bidenomics and our economy. Newt, we are dead broke, okay? $35 trillion in debt. We're borrowing $80,000 a second. On people listen to this, we are borrowing $80,000 a second right now to pay for all these wars, all the money that we're spending over budget. That's $4.6 million a minute. We cannot sustain that. It's impossible. Our economy is in the tank. You can look, everybody said, well, look at the stock market. It's going up. That's because we're pumping money into the economy. It has nothing to do with growth. It has nothing to do with paying down our debt. It's the economy going in a direction that the government's trying to keep it up to boast what supposedly Bidenomics is doing. We are in tough shape. Our debt is 35 trillion. We're almost 4 trillion in debt personally in terms of credit card use. 4 trillion. 
we're going to be so far in debt, we'll never be able to get out. And what worries me too, being on, you said, armed services, I get all these briefings from all over the world. We have managed to run Russia and China and Saudi Arabia, all these people in what they call BRICS, and they're creating their own so-called NATO, which we have mostly European. They're going to start using a gold-backed currency. And if they start using that 100% and get away from the dollar, which everybody right now is using, it is even going to make us that much worse. Right now, we're getting ready to have to defend about 8 or $9 trillion worth of treasury bonds that's going to come and do. Now, who's going to pay that? We don't have the money. We live in a world right now that I think the most pressing problem that we have, the border is huge, everything overseas is huge. Our debt is going to be the biggest problem that you and I have seen in our lifetime. I mean, there's a real danger that they're going to have to dramatically raise interest rates to be able to move the bonds, that people are not going to come in at a traditional bond value. But let me ask you about one area that you are involved in that I know you care about passionately, and that's the degree to which the Veterans Administration is being exploited for illegal immigrants rather than for veterans. Well, I'm on the VA committee, and we've done a lot up here. We've spent a lot of money on our veterans, and rightly so. We have 19 million veterans in this country, but we can barely service 9 million of them. Now, a lot of these veterans have their own health care that they use and Medicare and those things, but a lot of them need and use the VA in our country as their only source of health care. And it's the biggest healthcare system in the world. It is huge. But here's the problem. We fund the heck out of it. And when we do that, we still have long lines of a lot of our VAs across the country. And it takes a while for them to get in and get the right health care and those type of things. Because they're veterans. Most of them are pretty old or they got PTSD or whatever. But here's the problem we're having now. And I said earlier, this border, uncontrolled borders causing hundreds and hundreds of problems, and a lot of them are happening different every day. With one we have with the VA right now is the VA is using resources for illegal immigrants. And what's happened is over the years, we've built these community care systems away from the big VAs where in rural areas, you didn't have to drive a couple hours to a VA. You couldn't afford it. You had kind of a local community VA. Well, Joe Biden has now given resources from the VA to these community care systems to use for the illegals coming across the border. So what does that do? It makes the lines even longer for the veterans who have earned the right to earn the right for health care to be paid for by us. That's what they've done for us. And so this is wrong by Joe Biden. It didn't go by anybody in Congress. I've got a bill out called the No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act. And with Mike Bost, a congressman over the House, he's on the VA committee over there. We're going to fight it tooth and nail. But you know what, Newt? We can scream about it all day long. They know it's wrong. They know it's illegal, but they're going to do it anyway. I was a little startled. We apparently have like 397,000 claims that are backlogged. And those are Americans. Those aren't illegal immigrants. Those are American veterans. Almost 400,000 backlog claims from veterans. Now, you did introduce the No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act, which would stop the VA from being exploited for illegal immigrants. What kind of reaction have you gotten? 
Well, you get none from the Democrats. Of course, you know, as well as anybody, the leader gets to bring the bills to the floor. This will never see the light of day. Only on shows like yours that we're doing right now where we can get it out to the people because the veterans are all complaining. But I just want people to know it's a huge consequence. But this is just one of hundreds that all these illegal aliens, the problems that they're causing our country, and they're just draining resources from everywhere. It's an endless waterfall of money that's going to all these people coming in because they have nothing. And we love immigrants. We were all immigrants. But we have the opportunity and have the country to say, okay, we can pick and choose. We can pick and choose the best and the brightest that want to come here. They can actually give back to our country and love our country like we do. But this administration wants people to come here uneducated, can't speak the language, that need the Democrats for money to be given to them where they can get them to vote for them. That's bottom line, that's what it's for. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. On a totally different topic, you showed enormous courage and even more enormous stubbornness in taking on the entire Defense Department and tying up the Senate in ways that I hadn't seen in a long time. As you look back on all that, what kind of lessons do you think you learned? Well, first of all, I do this right. And I wasn't the first one to put holes on promotions in the military. I was way down the list. We had one senator that's still in the Senate that had holes. But when you put a hold on something, you get conversation, you get negotiation. I heard about two minutes worth of negotiation in 11 months. If I'd have been president of the United States and we had had wars breaking out all over the world, I'd have told one of my aides, hey, call coach and get him over here and let's work this out. I never heard from the White House. And I talked twice to the Secretary of Defense, maybe about a minute each. They could have cared less about negotiating. They knew it wasn't bothering them. They knew that things were going normal. But I started getting more pressure from my party, from the Republicans, the people that supposedly were big for the military. Hey, there's nobody 
here more stronger for the military. I mean, my dad died on active duty and I grew up a military brat and I am 110% for a military, but I am not for taxpayers having to pay for anything to do with abortion. It's against the law, but these people don't care. So eventually I had to give it up, Newt, because they were going to go around me and they were actually going to change a rule in the Senate that minority senators couldn't put a hold on anything. And I didn't want that to happen. So we got it over with. And hopefully in the future, we can get this rectified. Were you surprised at the fact that they just shrugged it all off? Yeah. I mean, it didn't mean anything to them. I mean, it's like, hey, we got 450 people that should be promoted, but we don't worry about it. But really, it wasn't affecting readiness, and they knew that. But they were trying to put more and more pressure on me. That's the way they do it. Abortion is big for them. Now, I will say this. We've had an abortion policy for 35 years voted on by Joe Biden when he was in the Senate. It had worked great. They had no problems, but they wanted to change it because of Roe Wade, because it's federal employees. They can't control the state because Roe Wade went back to the states, but they could control federal employees. Now, we'll say this, too. Most people don't know this. I fought this. They also have never, ever had abortions in the VA. Joe Biden one day on the floor says there will never be abortions in the VA. Well, guess what they did last year? Now we have abortions in the VA. I fought it. I lost the vote on the floor. That's the way it goes. But I fought this other and we had a chance. But a lot of my Republican colleagues around me got a little bit nervous about it. And basically, at the end of the day, we had to give in. But we will return on this issue. Because you do serve in the Armed Services Committee. What was your reaction to the Secretary of Defense going into the hospital and not telling anybody? Man, he didn't tell his own Deputy, he didn't tell the President of the United States. I mean, he was kind of missing an action for a week. Yeah, in a very important time and a very important situation that was really uncalled for. But at the end of the day, to me, just another fact of disrespect for the President of the United States. And don't you think about this too, Newt. That spy balloon was noticed four days of traveling over pretty much out of China over Hawaii, then back up to Alaska. After a four-day trip, they finally told the President of the United States. It took four days to tell him, hey, by the way, Mr. President, we got a balloon floating over our country. We do? Oh, yeah, we do. Four days. Now, to me, that tells you a lot. Now, you turn around on this situation, you've got your Secretary of Defense goes into the hospital, and for five days, he didn't talk to the President. Oh, by the way, we had five or six bases that had taken on fire in the Middle East in those five days, and they never talked. And so something's going on here. I don't know what it is. If Joe Biden's not doing his job, if they don't respect him, or they say, well, he doesn't need to know this. Hey, I'd like to be protected. Even I'm in the Senate. Hey, somebody needs to be on top of this to make the decisions. And we've got a Secretary of Defense that's in the hospital, and it's like, well, let's just go on with life. You know what I'd have done and you'd have done? Somebody had been fired. If you think about the chain of command, if there'd been a real crisis and they absolutely had to have the Secretary of Defense and literally nobody knew where he was, in my entire lifetime, I don't remember anything as irresponsible for our national security. Basically, the Secretary of Defense who's AWOL, he's away without leave. It's remarkable. Chiefs of Staff. Where was the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the chairman? I mean, somebody's got to know where he's at. Well, apparently they didn't. Apparently he kept it secret. 
I am so glad that you're serving in the Senate because you lack the indirect confusion of some of our friends who have law degrees and can't ever get around to doing anything. As a coach, you learned early on to be direct, to be tough, to work hard, and to cut through the baloney. And you are an absolute breath of fresh air for the country and for the Senate. So I always really enjoy having a chance to talk to you. And I want to thank you for joining me and for helping our listeners get a firsthand sense of what's happening both on Capitol Hill, but also what's happening on the border. I just want to urge you, keep right there in the middle of the fight. Keep doing what you're doing because you're helping get this country turned around. Thank you, Newt. God bless you. And grab a hold and hold on. Next 10 months is going to be a little bit bumpy. Thank you to my guest, Senator Coach Tommy Tuberville. You can learn more about Coach Tuberville's work in the U.S. Senate on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.